guys, welcome back to another episode of an Extra Dose podcast. We are back in the swing of things. We're back from our trip to Grand Cayman. If you guys follow us on Instagram, we were just in the Cayman Islands with our parents, and a lot of you guys probably wondering if we like live there for half a year or. I wish. I wish. I wish I could say we did, but sadly, no. I mean, not sadly, because I'm very grateful we got to go on this trip, but. We just got back. It was our parents' 30th anniversary, wedding anniversary, and we, of course, tagged along because we told them it would not be fun if they didn't go on the trip without us. No, I'm just kidding. Um, they wanted us to come. Whatever. They'd be bored with us. That's what I said, but in all seriousness, we had a great time, and it's hard being back in reality. I don't know why we've been so tired. Well, I know why, because I was up really late every night, and also being in the heat, I feel like you just like, it wears you out. You don't even realize. I know. It sounds so ridiculous, but I feel like I need another vacation. No. That sounds so bratty. (laughs) I do. I'm so tired. I just need to go to sleep at a normal time. But that's, anyways, that's besides the point. So the other day, not the other day, yesterday, I was getting my lashes. We have eyelash extensions. I was getting them filled. I needed to fill so bad. Yeah, because. Life proud. I know. (laughs) Because when you're out in the heat, well, sometimes a lot of people don't know when you have lash extensions. Your lashes fall out, but everyone's lashes come out. You shed lashes all the time, like your own eyelashes. But of course, they're not as long, so you don't realize them. So yeah, these you realize. Yeah, when they fall if you out. lose lashes from the eyelashes, the lash extensions, you'll see it because the eyelash extensions are glued to your normal eyelashes, so you'll see like a big lash coming off. And it's funny because like when I did Hebel and Sam's when Sam's with Taylor. They probably find them all over. Oh, yeah. When I make my bed, I find them all over You the find bed. those little random lashes everywhere. <laughs> like it's like bugs. your little, you leave some some of you behind. Yeah. Um. So I was getting them filled because when I was at the beach, I feel like I already know every time I go to the beach, just with the heat and the humidity, they come out more. Even though I wasn't like getting them submerged in the, uh, submerged, submerged in the water, I still feel like I look, looked really barren when I got back. So I went and got them filled yesterday. And my mom happened to be there. She goes to the same girl. My mom happened to be there right before me. So I was like, I walked in. I was like, oh my God, they look, I was ultra dramatic. I was like, they look horrible. And my mom was like, no, your lashes, your real lashes, I can see them when you're looking down. I can see, you know, where the other ones had fallen off. She can see my normal lashes. She was like, they look so long. And and also the girl who does my lashes was like, yeah, you, you and your sister are the longest lashes. Like, and you have so many of them. Like when I I could spend three hours gluing eyelashes to your oh my eyes God. because she's like I mean I still wouldn't get them full she's like you just have so many lashes but also what I was surprised at was the length because I have been using a serum that I, we had talked about on our podcast a few months ago and it's called Babe Lash and it's just a serum that you apply to your lash line and it really like I feel like it's make them made them visibly longer and fuller and so. You just it's super easy to use, like I said in other podcasts, if you want to check it out. And I guess it's like, I mean, they are looking at my lashes saying they look long. Of course, I don't see them all the time. I mean, I look at them in the mirror sometimes, but I look at my lash extensions more. But for other people to notice it, I think obviously says a lot. So and I know a lot of people have been like worried about serums and if they're like but this one is this one this babe lash one you can use with lash extensions you can use it if you don't have lash extensions so it's basically for everybody and if you guys do want to give it a try it's the code is double dose for 20% off and ironically enough we're partnering with them on this podcast episode which it's just funny that it happened to work out that I was going to get my lashes done and that they had made a comment on my lashes so that is a totally totally different topic but we had I asked you guys for topic requests 
for our podcast a couple weeks ago and we got some really good ones and obviously we can come up with stuff on our own but it's it's nicer when you guys give us suggestions so this one came from someone who suggested it actually and they wanted to know what you do for like a breakup with a friend and I feel like that's such a good topic because at some point or another whether you're a male or female we've all gone through it and it's not really fun I mean breakups suck but I think that it's just part of life. So especially with a friend, I think it's it, – I feel like it's just harder, when you say, than like a normal breakup? I mean, I think they're both hard, but I think your best friend's like your confidant and like you think that they're always going to be there. A relationship, it's like it's the same thing. But I don't know. I think it, you're, it's kind of like you trust them more. I don't know. You just – I don't know. Especially if you've known them since you were little, you like – you've known them for so long, much longer than like a boyfriend or something. Yeah. Um, I think we've gone through like some friendship stuff where it's like, you know, stuff can happen where you guys kind of like work it out and sometimes it's kind of over and you just kind of have to move forward. So we wanted to share some tips and just like what we would do, what we've done and what you should do if you go through like a friendship breakup. And first of all, I think you need to figure out, you know, if it's something, do you think it's going to be permanent or not? I think everyone kind of goes through arguments and, there's stuff that happens where you like disagree and I mean Sam and I freaking we argue all the time like but it's never something it's never something that's going to literally end you know our relationship with each other but I mean there are family members that it happens with too so anyways just figure out if it's something that you can move past or not and if it's something that you think it's going to be permanent then this is these are the steps that you probably should take so first you need to accept it that it's kind of over and that's probably really hard to accept but you need to know that maybe you're not going to get closure. Maybe you're not going to have like this is a sign that it's over. You're not going maybe you're not going to have a conversation that you're just going to move separate ways. It's just going to be understood, or maybe it's not understood. Maybe it's just too toxic, and you're not at the point where you can talk about it. And maybe you will down the road. Maybe you won't. You just kind of have to accept that it's going to be that it's kind of over. And then another thing is you need to like, what is on top of it. Yeah. The whole thing with closure is that. Even you might get it eventually, but if you're having in such a toxic relationship and you're just like not speaking and you're like volatile with each other, then it's not a time to try to get closure because it's just going to make it worse. So I think that's what Alyssa's saying. You just kind of have to accept that the friendship's not happening right now or it might be over forever, but you just kind of, it's like one of those things where it's like a relationship. You just kind of have to accept it is what it is right now. Yeah. And then you need to set goals for yourself that are, like, outside, like, to really work on yourself outside of the friendship or relationship, whatever it was, because you can't, obviously, you're upset about it and you're down, but the more you focus on it, the more it's going to be worse for you. So you need to think about making a new life, like, a, quote, new life for yourself. And I don't mean, like, literally go go change everything in your life, but go do stuff for yourself that makes you happier, whether it's, you know, going and volunteering, working out more putting effort into like some of your hobbies, like whatever it is, whatever makes you happy, spending time with family. You need to find stuff that's going to make you kind of like step outside and not focus so much on the relationship or friendship that just ended because it is hard. It's like all you're going to be thinking about, but try to set stuff yourself to take your mind off of it. Oh, that was talking about setting up, like getting out of your mind, just like a boyfriend. It's like, you don't, if you have a bunch of pictures of them, I'm not saying you throw delete every single one of them, but I feel like if you like, if you are going to get, it's kind of like with a boyfriend. If you're going to get 
annoyed seeing them like post pictures on social media. I mean, I'll know how social media can be. It can be like, you're not really like, they're not going to do anything fun, but they're going to post their best moments just like a guy yeah. would or a girl if they broke up with someone. Like they're going to post your best moments, like them being all happy. And if that's going to make you upset, then you don't necessarily have to unfollow them with the great feature. Now you can just um, mute, mute them on Facebook or Instagram. I think you can do it on Facebook. You can definitely do it on Instagram and you can just mute their stories and their posts. If you just really can't stand seeing it or you think you're just going to be upset looking at it and you I mean, it's true. You don't need that reminder. And if there's no, like, they won't know that you did that. They'll just think you're, like, not liking their stuff. But yeah, um, it just takes it out of sight, out of mind. And you can always move it back if you guys, you know, get back together like a boyfriend or something. Um, if you get back with your girlfriend, you can just um, unmute it. And then you'll see all their stuff again without having to, like, awkwardly follow and unfollow stuff. Yeah. I think it's a really good tip. Um, and then... When you're dealing with mutual friends, I think that's the really tricky part, whether it's a guy or a French, like a girlfriend, girl that you're friends with. Um, you want to make sure that it's, I mean, it's probably awkward. You're probably going to have mutual friends that you guys hang out with. So when you're doing that, Sam, <laughs> keep it together. Lucy, we're recording her, our podcast right now, obviously. And Lucy, we had to hide her toy because it, it squeaks and she's jumping. She smells it and she's. Trying to jump she's on such dresser. good core strength. She's, so she's been good. taking lots of Pilates. I know. <laughs> anyway, um, back to the so topic. if you have the mutual friends, you need to kind of have a game plan of like how you're going to deal with it. And my suggestion would be to keep it to not say that much about it. If you do meet up with mutual friends and that person's there, or they ask you about it, they bring it up. I would just keep it very minimal and don't say too much about it. Just say, "Yeah, we're working it out," or "Yeah, you know, it's just it is what it is." Like. I would just or just be, say it's been hard. We're like you know the most you can say is like it's been hard. Yeah, we're not like we haven't seen each other in a while, but that's just kind of the way it is right now. I would not go into all the details of everything that's happening. Yeah, don't involve everybody. You're in gonna it. get everyone involved, and then it's kind of like when you're dating someone, you get everyone involved, and they all know each side of the story. They're making up their own stories, and then if you guys do get back together, they're gonna be like, well, why like why so and so said this? It's gonna be all hearsay. Mm-hmm. So I think it's best just to keep it between you and her, or yeah, you and her. And if it were, if you guys figure it out, you figure it out. And if you don't, you don't. But I don't think you need to go be like talking about why you guys aren't t- friends anymore. Unless yeah. it's something that these people knew about. Yeah. You just want to avoid the drama. So if you do want to vent about it, I would vent to like a family member or someone who's kind of outside, outside it. of the loop of friends. Because that's. Also with that about other people, even if, well, also I was going to go into the fact of just like any other breakup, you want to try to meet new people, make your own life. So. It's great to – we're going to go into, like, other – then this – other ways to meet people. But you want to try to make new friends. And, again, they don't have to be your best friend. You don't have to look for, like, a replacement. And just look up for people you can have fun with. Join a community. Like Alexa was saying, volunteer, do all that. But you can – there's ways you can meet people just, like, you know, you can meet people at the gym. But you can also join different um, – like, there's running clubs, stuff like that that, have, that piques your interest. Just like you would do if you're trying to meet someone – like a guy or someone for a relationship, you can kind of do the same things, go workplaces, just try to find common interests and just people you can do stuff with or do stuff for yourself. I mean, like we were saying earlier, like talked about earlier, set goals for yourself. I mean, the same thing. You can set goals, you can meet new people and just keep busy so that you're just, you're not so focused on the people that are in your life. You're more focused on the new people you're meeting. And I think it's a great way to just not only like take your mind off of it, but just create a new life for yourself. Yeah. And then obviously you want to take this all as a learning lesson. You want to make sure that 
you're accepting what you learned from it. Every time I break up with somebody or go through something hard, I ask myself, what did you learn from it? Because there's always something you can learn from it and move on and take that in your future friendships. So if you weren't the best friend or you did some stuff that you maybe wouldn't want to do it again or you not regret, but just something that you probably wouldn't want to repeat again, or, you know, maybe choose someone that has qualities that mesh better with you, then just take those and move on and say it didn't happen for nothing. Like you wouldn't have learned all these things if you didn't go through it. So on that topic, we kind of wanted to share, well, if you're like, if you don't have friends, how can you make them? Well, I get asked a lot because I had shared, I think it was last year, I had shared a post about Bumble BFF. And I have some people that are mixed on it. Some people, some of my friends are like, that are that I didn't meet on there. Or like, I think it's weird. I didn't meet anybody. It was kind of like, I didn't go anywhere. For me, like, it's in positive. I haven't like met like a million people on there because I just get so busy that I, I don't like swipe through people and then if I do it's like I'm like overwhelmed with all the people like that want to hang out so at the end of the day like people are lonely and people want connection and I remember reading a book and it's like the people the thing the two things that people crave are connection and um or not crave it's huh is it purpose or like no no no, not purpose it was a book that I was reading It it was like the two things that people everyone needs is um connection and they fear rejection or something, something like, like that. that yeah and so I mean I agree because everyone's fearful of rejection and on top of that everyone's you know people are lonely and they want connection like humans need that so no matter how introverted you are like you need something whether it's like a dog like you need something that you're interacting with or at work or whatever so for me I like I think I've talked about this in another episode but Sam you know she's dating somebody and she's busy with that sometimes and I we spent so much of our time together and then I was like, I need to have, I had friends, but you know, a lot of them are busy or they're like in a relationship or they're married. And then I was kind of like, okay, I need to have like social stuff going on. I don't need, I'm not someone that needs it all the time, but just even interacting with somebody once a week is good. So I got on Bumble, Bumble BFF probably, I don't know, when I went through a breakup, like in the winter and I met a lot of really sweet girls on there in addition to the friends that I already had. And I'm not like super, like I said, I'm not super consistent about it, but I do like that it's available. And if you are like, you want someone to go work out with, or you want someone to go do something you want to do alone, you can probably find someone on there. And even if you just meet them, girls are easy. You can just go take a yoga class. You can go meet for coffee. It, you can go on a walk. Like I've done, I go on walks with people. It's basically like dating. I go on walks, I go to eat. I do like a bunch of different stuff with people and and then I brought Sam along for some of them. So yeah, I get it. I get I it. Not, I do. That. I do all the work for her, and then she just shows up. Oh my up. god! Whatever. I'm just kidding. So I would definitely. They have it like in every city. So I would definitely try it and just see if it's for you. I will say it's kind of weird swiping through like your same gender, especially if you're like heterosexual. But um, you know, it's a good option. I think you should try it. And then there's other thing, other ways to get involved. But you can volunteer, like Sam said. I went and checked out. Um, it was. It's a it's a shelter. Well, it's not really a shelter, but it's for people that are uh, battered. Well, it's not a battered woman shelter. It's uh, not called that. It's called uh, the Family Place. And it's very popular in Dallas. Like, I'm sure you guys have heard of it. And it's for people that have, like, have been abused or stuff like that, that they can come and kind of, they can either live there or I'm, I'm probably botching the whole thing, but they can live there or they can kind of come get therapy and counseling at this place. They have several of them and they have them for men too. So it's a great way to get involved and they have, you can get, you can be as involved as you want to be. So for me, I'm kind of just doing some small stuff, but 
um, it's just good to give back anyways. And if you, you might meet somebody, you know, a guy or a girl. So that's not why I'm doing it. But anyways, <laughs> and then um, you can also join like a club. Like I was seeing a running club or different things. Yeah. That at least, you know, you'll share a common interest with them. Going to, I've never actually done this, but going to a dog park can be a good way to meet people and to kind of get interaction because obviously you're there for, with your dog and it's really easy to just pick, you know, just to meet somebody while you're there because your dogs kind of like interact and then you don't really have to do that much work. And I know people have said that like to meet a guy. I'm like, I personally have not done that, but I know a lot of people that do that. Lucy is way, I don't want to take her to a dog park because I'm just like, she's, I don't know. She's so hyper. She's hyper and she's going to get all dirty. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And then obviously taking workout classes. I've done a few classes, but I didn't, um, I mean, you can meet friends that way, I guess, or you can go take one together. But taking a class that you guys both, I mean, taking a class that you like, you never know who you'll meet because you guys will have something in common. So I think that's a good option for if you're trying to meet somebody. And I mean, even they're just going on walks, places, like you never know who you're going to run into or Try to, like, start conversations with people. Like, I know it's not easy. I can be really reserved. But if you're somewhere, you're, like, somewhere and you don't know anybody, then just, like, you never know. Just everyone's probably just as nervous as you are. So just try to talk to them. And you never know where it will lead. Like, I met one of my friends in an elevator at someone's apartment. So you never know how you're going to meet somebody. Just kind of be open and receptive to it. So moving on to our next topic. It's kind of – none of these kind of go together. But <laughs> – but I've been getting a lot of questions and I know every blogger said, I've been getting a lot of questions, but really about our workouts because I shared something, um, in my stories the other day and I was looking at pictures from last year to this year and I was comparing, which I think is always a good thing to do because you get so focused on that you're not making progress, whether it's like, I wasn't like, you know, 500 pounds overweight. But if you are like 40, 50 pounds, whatever you are, 5, 10, it doesn't matter. On your frame, you'll be able to tell. And when you see yourself every day, it doesn't matter how many people tell you, oh, you look better. You're like, you still see yourself the same way. And I think it's so important, whether you've been working out for a month, eating better for a month, a week, it doesn't matter. Just take pictures because over time, when you're on your off days, you can always just look at them and be like, see the progress you made. And I always, when we were personal training, I always recommend that to everyone. So if you are going something right now and you're trying to eat better work out more, do whatever, or you're just doing something that's making you lose weight or be more fit, I would always say take pictures. It doesn't have to be every day, but you could take it, you know, every couple of weeks, every month, every year, whatever, and you'll see the progress you've made. So I think it's always important to do that. Yeah. So we were, what I was saying is we were looking at, I did a little side-by-side picture of um, our trip from this time, like August to August last year, obviously this year. And you could tell, I mean, maybe no one would also notice notice this, but our faces were so much more puffy and like, just like our arms and stuff, like nothing like huge. But to me, like I can realize my mom was like, oh yeah, there's a huge difference. And people were like, I was right. I posted something on Instagram, my stories. And I said, I feel so much better. And like my hormones on a side note, well, not side note, but it kind of related. I had not TMI, but I had not had a cycle, which is not good. I had had a cycle. Like I would get the symptoms and my skin would break out, but I literally wouldn't get like flow. So I, and this was like, I don't know how many years. A long time. Not good. Wasn't it like after college? Well, yeah. So I was on birth control. We talked about this before on this podcast, but I was on birth control in college for a very short amount of time. 
and I didn't feel well. I got off of it, but it was already kind of too late and messed up my hormones. I don't think mine was ever super regular, but my hormones got messed up and I had to, I mean, I just kind of like went, it's not good that I wasn't getting a cycle. I would get it sometimes, but in the last few years, I think I wasn't even getting it at all. And every time they wanted to put me on new birth control and I was like, I don't really want to be on that for my own reason. So I basically, I took progesterone um, for a little bit and it came and then I stopped taking it because it wasn't, I didn't get it again. And then ever since then, I hadn't gotten a cycle. But then a couple of weeks ago, it, Aunt Flo came and <laughs> and it, I don't know, I had like a normal cycle. So we'll see what happens. But long story short, what I'm saying is I changed my, the way my workouts were and my diet and all that about a year ago, it, it'll be a year now. And what I did was, well, if you guys haven't listened to our podcast before, I went from eating very healthy always in the last, I don't know, six or seven years. And I would eat like a lot of protein, you know, like the typical like clean diet. I'd eat like a lot of lean uh, chicken, I mean lean meats like chicken, salmon, like any kind of seafood, eggs, whatever. And then I would just eat a lot of fruits and vegetables. But in the last year, I just, I mean, I'm not going to go into all of it right now, but to summarize, I didn't feel well. We have hypothyroidism, which we've had since we were in college. And I, we've been on medication for it, but I, in the last two or three years, I didn't, I felt like it was getting, I didn't feel like it was the medication was working anymore. So I like, Last year, we started, we found out about plant-based diet, and I thought I would never eat that way. I was like, no way. I can't even think about doing that for one meal. I need to eat, like, I need protein. I need to eat, like, I need to be full. I can't live off vegetables. And let me tell you, I mean, you figure it out. If you don't feel well and you want to do something, you'll figure a way to do it. So I was listening to a podcast, and I'm not going to get into, like, all the details now, but I listened to a podcast. I decided to just try it out for like a few weeks and ever since then we've been plant-based so I mean I will have like seafood once in a while yeah we had in Grand Cayman I'll have I love not every meal but I'll have it sometimes I don't really eat that much chicken I don't eat red meat but I don't eat eggs a lot but um I will eat seafood once in a while so I'll get into that in a little bit like another episode like what we eat I think we've already talked about that but anyway anyway like I just we, changing that aspect, I we do the celery juice every morning, or I try to, and I eat you know a ton of fruits and vegetables and other supplements that we've shared before. And then in addition to that, we our workouts change too. So I used to be and Sam too. If you guys didn't know, we were personal trainers back in the day, and we would lift a lot of weights. I wasn't like CrossFit or anything, but just lifted weights you know, did cardio, like the typical, like, you know, just like the workout. I did some hit stuff. I would take classes, um, all that kind of stuff. But in the last year, I we've kind of, well, not even a year, probably like seven or eight months. We changed our workouts a lot what, to where, like, if someone had asked me that, I would have been like, that's not a real workout. But for me, it's helped me, I think, just with, with how my body feels. I think everyone evolves and you kind of have to switch it up. So for us now, our current routine is – Basically, I'll go to Pilates at session twice a week. Session Pilates is the best. We love going there. And so we'll do that twice a week. And then the other days, I almost always jump on my rebounder, which if you guys don't know what it is, 
you should go check out another podcast. We've talked about all the benefits of it and what it is. If you guys are like, what is a rebounder? It's, it's basically a mini trampoline. So we jump on that pretty much. I do that like six or seven days a week. I'll jump for 20 to 25 minutes on it with my free weights or just no weights at all. And if you go, um, if you go on my Instagram TV, this is Alexis, my Instagram TV, I have a workout video. So if you want to check that out. So we jump on there and it's really good. I'm not going to get into all the benefits because you can listen to the other episode, but it's good for your lymphatic system. It's good for weight loss, just clearing your head, like whatever. And you can do it while you're watching TV. So I do that. And then we all, almost every day we go on a walk for at least like 10 minutes. And then that's pretty much, I mean, oh no, okay. I'll, sometimes I'll run once in a while. Like This is not a thing I do all the time. I run maybe once every other week for a little bit, maybe like a couple miles at the, at the most. And then sometimes I'll take a class. Like I was doing berries. I had done it like three times, but I don't do that like regularly. And then I like obviously the Pilates. I'll do stuff at home. I'll do like Pilates workouts or P-Volve or just like, lift some weights. I feel like if I have like a gym accessible, but that's pretty much, would you have anything to add to that? Yeah. I mean, I think I run, like I'll run with my boyfriend, but at the most it's like once a week. I don't, I don't really run more than that. When we were out of town, I was like, if I have a gym, like I'm staying at a hotel, I'll like walk on the incline on the treadmill. And then like I was doing running a little bit for like 10, 15 minutes. Um, not every day, but mostly every day there I was doing that and walking. And then we'd walk along the beach. Um, when I'm out of town, like we still have a gym membership. I just don't go. <laughs> I do a lot of stuff at home, but let's say I'm saying when I'm out of town at a hotel, I'll do it a lot more. Um, so that's kind of like where we are now. Our workouts did shift. When I'm in the gym, like I don't mind it. I just, when I'm here, I like getting a routine. I'm a person for routine. So I just kind of stick with that's what like, that's just kind of what I'm doing right now. And that's what's working for me. I I do feel a lot better. The reason that we don't do high intense workouts a lot anymore is just because when I was going through all that health issues, number one, I couldn't do it. Like physically, I had no energy to do it. And over time, it got better. Like when my thyroid got better, when my hormones got better, and then more importantly, when I started eating plant-based, that's when my energy got a lot better. I could do a lot more workouts, but I had to stop kind of what I was doing before. And then through that, I just kind of looked into lower impact workouts. The reason being for me personally is because when you're doing really intense workouts like that, your cortisol level increases. And normally if, you know, like for a guy, it goes back down. Like you, it gets high when you're working out and then it, it should go back down. But if you're struggling, I think, correct me, I might be wrong on this, but um, if you're dealing with high cortisol issues, like your hormones are off, sometimes it doesn't work well for people to do that. It just makes it worse because your cortisol is just getting higher and you're not, instead of getting a benefit from, I mean, of course it's good. You're burning calories, but it's like, if you're doing it to lose weight and feel better, it's kind of like you're having an opposite effect. So that's why I just switched to like lower impact workouts. If you would have asked me a couple years ago, Oh, I'm just going to go on a walk and like jump on my trampoline. I would have been like, no, like that's not enough. Like, I mean, that was me. I was a little nuts with working out. And I think it's really easy. I've talked about it before. It's very easy to get kind of like in that mind trap where you're like, I'm not burning enough calories because like I love to eat, blah, blah, blah. But you just realize like your body is, you know, whatever's good for your body, if you're doing the right things for it, it will like the body basically figures it out. I mean, of course I eat really healthy, but if you're not losing weight and you're trying really hard or doing all the right things, there's something else wrong with you. And no matter how many times you go to the gym, it's not going to get fixed. I mean, that's what I've learned from personal experience. Yeah. And kind of, I never really finished about the hormones. So for me, I mean, we'll see if I get the cycle again, like how regular it is, but that's saying a lot. Like I didn't get it. And every time I'd go see a doctor, they're like, well, it's either that your body fat's too low or 
you're working out too much or you're too stressed out. I'm like, well, none of this stuff has changed. Like I've been doing this for years. It's not, my body fat is definitely not too low. I mean, I'm not, I eat enough and I, I'm very, I'm very healthy, but I was just like, I don't want to put more, you know, synthetic stuff in my body. That's not going to fix the root cause. So I was very happy that I got it. I mean, obviously as a girl, I'm like, I don't really want to deal with this, but <laughs> that's not reality. So I really think that it's due to like balancing, you know, my cortisol. I mean, I don't know how balancing. Balancing. It's you said balancing. Balancing. <laughs> um, balancing that and then just kind of like the, the workouts and how I eat. I mean, I think that definitely played a huge role. And then obviously like your thyroid is another thing that deals it kind of involved with your hormones. So having that regulated too helps. So I think if you're, I was getting messages about that they do, people do orange theory or other workouts and like, I'm doing everything I can, but I feel like my legs are not trimming down or it's something I feel like I eat really healthy. And I'm like, if it's all those things and it's something internally that's going on with your body. Cause if you're working out like that and you're eating healthy, there's no reason why you shouldn't be. And I don't think there's anything wrong with like doing running a lot or doing that. You just got to figure out what works within like your health needs. And if it's working for you, I mean, I did that for so many years and that not be why I'm like, why it's working for me now. It could just be like, I had to get my thyroid regulated. But like I was saying, everything kind of works together. So if you're like doing these very intense workouts and you feel like you don't feel well after, then it's probably maybe looking into doing something else because some people can do those workouts for their whole lifetime and they're fine. But I, I mean, I mix it in here and there. I just had to cut back on how much I was doing. Yeah. I mean, I mean, just kind of listen to your body and see what works for you. You could try it maybe once or twice a week and see, do you feel better those days? Does your body respond better? And then you really need to listen to yourself. If you need time off, like you need to take the time off. Don't worry about what calories you're burning. So uh, speaking of working on yourself, we wanted to share, we were just obviously on a trip. We wanted to share a few books that we read that we enjoyed. I don't read, I don't read as much as I should, but Anyways, also we started watching, thanks for your recommendations oh, yeah. on TV shows, we started watching The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and we are borderline obsessed, we can't stop watching it, so. I know, it's not usually my kind of show, well, especially you, you don't like period stuff. It's but not that, I don't like, like, what's 1800s? the one? Yeah. What's what the was way? that show? Um, Downton Abbey. She I did not it. like it. I watched it in college, and I would, I'd like binge watch it. I wasn't, like, in love with it, but I, like, liked the storyline. I stopped watching it. But Alexis absolutely hated it. She would not watch it. She's not into that kind of era stuff. But this one is really good. It's a little too Broadway for me in some parts because I'm not really into Broadway. But I do really like it. I can see why it won awards. But anyway, so we like that show. But on a side but note. I read a book. So I follow um, – his name is Create the Love on Instagram. I'm sure you guys have heard of him. He's very popular. He shares – so when I went through that breakup, I – Samantha makes fun of me because I read, like, every <laughs> – She's, like, a relationship expert. No, now. I'm not. I wish I could say it was. But <laughs> I read – I really took that time to read a bunch of books. I read – I read – if you look at my Kindle list, I read a million books on relationships and love and I, all this I stuff. read them after her, but – You don't need the help, but <laughs> – Yeah, everyone can use the help. Yeah, that's true. I, like – Anyway, I thought about seeing a therapist again. Not that I like psycho, but I just like I think it's good to like I think to really be in tune. Yeah, 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 to be really in tune with your thoughts and like your emotions. But I started reading a book called Eight Dates. So this guy created the love. He has like a bunch of um like Instagram TV videos and inspirational stuff about love and relationships and his story is kind of cool, like how he started this whole thing. But 
he started a book club called Eight Dates. And I'm not like, in the book club. I just was like, well, I kind of want to read the book. So the book is called Eight Dates. And it's by John Gottman and Julie Schwartz Gottman. And they're a couple. And they both have PhDs. And I'm not going to summarize the whole book because I'm going to mess it up. But basically, it's about essential conversations that you need to have with your, the person you're dating, someone that you're married to, someone you're in a relationship with, whatever, or someone you just met, whatever. There are eight dates that you they basically guide you through. And they all have a reason why you talk about them. Because people have issues with basically these eight topics, whether it's money, trust, like any of those topics that you probably would argue with or disagree with. They give you like all the tools to talk through and like how you should talk about it and what you like kind of what you're getting like what people's story are and like why it leads to that. So I really like the book. It was a very easy read. I read it very quickly. And Sam, aren't you reading it right now? Yeah, yeah. I'm reading it. I haven't finished it. So yet, I mean, obviously, like if I'm just starting to date someone, I'm not going to probably bring these topics up. But it's good to like keep in mind because you need to talk about it. And it tells you like where you should go on this date, what like how you should bring it up, like it gives you like all the stuff and it gives you like the reasoning behind it. So I think it's a good read if you're into that kind of like relationship stuff, which I think everyone should kind of be aware of. It's a good one. Yeah. So the book I'm reading, I actually got it. I went to the lake with my boyfriend Taylor and his family um, like last month and his sister was reading this book and she said it was so good. And then his mom read it and then they gave it to me to read. And I like, they, they both finished it like in a day, but it took me a little bit longer because I started reading it there. And then I got home and I got like so busy. I'm not very good about reading when I get back home just because I get so busy and I rather like catch up on my shows and read a book. So I know it's a bad habit, but anyway, so I, when I went to Grand Cayman, I finished it and I finished it really quickly there. But it was so good, so good. It's called the name. It's called the book. The name of the book is called Verity, and it's by I think her name is Colleen Hoover, and she's a New York Times bestseller. So the book's really good. I couldn't like put it down. It's a so it's basically like a romantic thriller. So it kind of reminds me of like Gone Girl. Yeah, kind of like that, but I mean, not the same kind of storyline, but that kind of, if you like that kind of thing, it it's one of those ones you can't like stop turning the pages and you just want to keep reading it. And it was really good from start to finish. There wasn't one time part in the book where I was like, this is so boring. So, and I like, I get, that's usually, I get bored really easily. Like if it's like something, our mom will read like all those those like Daniel Steele. I I can't, can't, they're too cheesy. Like I can't read those. They're way too cheesy for me. And I like get bored. This is something I can keep reading because I normally like reading stuff that's like, autobiographical auto auto like an autobiography that wasn't right or something that's like I don't know something like something that someone that I know um but I like these kind of books so I definitely recommend it if you need a good book to read or you're going on vacation you want a good summer read or something like that yeah so if you guys have any books that you like to read let us know because I'm always looking for stuff so I can be off my phone more (laughs) um that is all we have for today's episode if you guys have any topic suggestions or anything you want to hear us talk about let us know and if you guys did enjoy this episode or you have any feedback for us we would love if you guys could rate and review us on apple Podcasts. it will mean a lot to us we can get more ears listening and get more exposure and you guys always support us so we really appreciate it Let us know if you guys have any suggestions too. And we will see you guys next week.